It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. Joining us as he does each and every Eagles postgame show from uh, Go Birds. Of course, you can catch him here on Saturdays from 1 to 3 on 94WIP and 94WIP.com as well. Elliot Shore Parks. Elliot, what's going on, my man? What's going on? How you guys doing? We're doing great. Super. I mean, if you're not doing well after this game and this weekend, you you might want to turn in your card here, Elliot. So, uh, yeah. Let, let's let's hit a couple things here, man, and and just get your overall impressions of the way this went. But let's talk about that drive that I just mentioned. You know, it, it feels like when the Eagles have to get it when they need one of those, they can tap into that, and they did it again this week. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, when I think about what this team could improve on, right, or like where they're kind of at, I, I sit and I look at the offense and I go, well, they're 6-0, and they have an MVP candidate quarterback, a uh, coach of the year candidate, a head coach, but they don't score a ton of points, and I haven't really connected, like, why I think that is, but to your point, I think today's game kind of showed why maybe that's not a huge concern because ultimately when you look at these games, when they've had to have it, whether that's they have to kill the clock or whether that's they have to get points, they've been able to do it. I mean, there really hasn't been a time this year where they've gone through prolonged stretches where they had to score and they weren't able to. So I think what it shows is that when they have to, they have an offensive line uh, that they can count on. They have a running game they can count on. And they have a quarterback that won't make boneheaded plays. And that's just as important in these late-game situations. When I, I am in awe of the way that Jalen Hurts is running this offense. But does it feel like teams are catching up at all? Does it feel like some of the, I don't know, consternation that, that we have where, where it's, it's closer than we'd like for stretches of games? Is that because, you know, these defensive coordinators are starting to play us differently? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, it's tough because in the second half there are stretches, but I mean, they go up 14 points every game. So it's yeah. not like, you know, other than the Jacksonville game, they've jumped all over teams right away. And uh, Nick Sirianni yeah. talked about it this week, how he called Tony Dungy to figure out, because he said Dungy was 
basically 80 and one in, uh, you know, games where he was up 14 or more points, you know, about how, how to close those games out. Right. And they have not blown one yet. I mean, that, that's mm-hmm. the thing about today. Although maybe it doesn't leave the taste in the, the fans mouth that people wanted since it looked like it was going to be a blowout. Of that 60-minute game, they were in complete control of that thing for pretty much, you know, 50 minutes, 45 minutes of it. Like, they, they really controlled that game outside of a, a stretch in the third quarter. So, to, to your question, you know, are teams trying, starting to figure them out? I don't think so because at the beginning of games in these first halves, they're mm-hmm. kind of doing almost whatever they wanted. It's just yeah. stretches in the second where it's falling apart a little. Did it feel flat coming out of the locker room from halftime? It did feel a little flat, yeah. I think that the one thing this team has to work on, and you know, I think Sirianni hinted at, at that by saying that he talked to Tony Dungy, is they do take their foot off the gas a little bit. And I think that's especially true on the defensive side of the ball. It feels like a lot of times this year when they've gone up 17 points or the offense scores that touchdown where you go, all right, that's the game the defense comes out and kind of lets things down. I thought today it was both sides of the ball. But, yeah, it definitely felt flat coming out of that third quarter. Elliot, I, I look at it. I was talking about this with John a little bit earlier. You know, week in and week out. Like, you see the 49ers go down today to, to the Falcons. See the Packers lose again, second straight week. You figure they coming off of that, that game in London, they would bounce back. But they didn't. Uh, you know, you could jump around the entire league. The the uh, the Ravens fall to the Giants. You know, the the Bucks don't show up against the Steelers. Week in and week out, good teams or at least teams we we project to be good this year lose. And this team, mm-hmm. it's imperfect, right? It's not clean every game. There's things that need to be taken care of. The third quarter's an issue and all that. But somehow, some way, they have enough character, at least thus far, to win week in and week out. I mean, that says something about this group, doesn't it? Yeah, and look, this is going to be maybe a bit of an extreme take, a take, and it's a little hyperbolic, but this must have been what it was like when the Patriots, you know, covering the Patriots. That's what I think watching this team, where it's like they're 6-0, and and yet after every game, it's like, well, that wasn't a perfect win. It's like, well, they won. And to your point, mm-hmm. you look at, you know, these other teams around the league, they don't win these games. They don't. Like, they, when, you know, when their fan bases and their media are talking about a game where they didn't play well, they're talking about a loss. So ultimately – I think the team does have things they have to improve on for sure. But the fact that they're continually able to, A, get up big on teams, and B, not make the mistakes to lose games, I think those are the two qualities that should make you believe that come playoff time or come when they really need to win these games, they're going to be able to do it. It feels like week after week you get the same vibe coming out of that locker room. Uh, We left money on the table. Did this week feel different in any way in the locker room? Well, Jalen is always the same. I think the only time you ever see, you know, the real Jalen is that moment from when he runs off the field and he kind of lets loose and, you know, celebrates with the fans. But outside of that, every time he comes to the podium, it's pretty much the same message. Money on the table, the standard wasn't met, we have to get better. And you hear players repeat that. So I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But in the locker room, you definitely see the celebrating. Darius Slay, you know, is happy. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is happy. You look at the offensive linemen right there. They're talking about hanging out after the game. Like, I, I definitely think this is a team that's close and that although they do know they need to get better, in that locker room you can tell they are, they are happy about how they, are, how they are playing and that they're winning these games. I mean, tonight was a big statement win for them. They beat a team that they had really struggled against and they pretty much dominated. So you could definitely tell they were, they were happy after the game. 5.2 yards per carry allowed today. How likely is it our defense is going to be able to stop a good run game? Well, the Cowboys do have a good run game. So, you know, uh, 
it's a tough question whether they stopped them because they only let up 17 points and the majority of the drives they held them relatively in check. So you're right that 5.2 yards is not a great outcome, obviously. But at the end of the day, it was only 17 points. I thought that the the like fits at, at uh, stretches were good. I mean, there weren't like wide open holes. I thought tackling was an issue mm-hmm. uh, at the line of scrimmage. Um, and there, there was a few tackles in the secondary as well that were missed. But you know. When, when you're up, you know, 14, 17, 20 points like they were, you know, you do play further back because ultimately you don't want to give up plays, uh, big plays and quick scores. So I mm-hmm. think that does result a little bit in, in the fact they gave up so much on the ground. Ellie, we talked a little bit earlier to TJ Edwards, and, you know, I asked him just about sort of the atmosphere, and you knew it was going to be crazy. It's the Cowboys. They're undefeated. But, you know, considering everything else that went down this weekend, did, did you get a sense that the players even, you know, because Eagles games are always crazy, but even tonight they were a little bit taken aback at how raucous it was in the in the link? Yeah, I mean, you know, last year people kind of made fun of Sirianni for pandering. But being around him this week, you know, knowing him the way I do since I started to cover him, you cannot convince me that he want, he did not want to win that game even more tonight because he wanted his team to be part of this whole, you know, Philly sports renaissance, right? Like the players felt that. They know the narrative right now. It's that Philly keeps winning. The Phillies are winning. They're 5-0. and They certainly did not want that, the, the first loss, to be against the Cowboys in prime time on Sunday Night Football. So I definitely think that was part of it. There was, there was a moment – uh, at the end of the game, I think it was right after that personal foul on Kelsey, they were playing the Phillies celebration, you know, Dancing Alone song or whatever it is. Uh, the crowd was singing it. The players were celebrating on the sideline. And it was a real moment of like, this is an all-time great weekend in Philly sports. Yeah. And I think the Eagles definitely bought into that. How much should we uh, be worried about our special teams coverage units? Very worried. Very worried. I mean, that, that game kind of turned today yeah. on that kick that kickoff yep. return at huge. the end of the first half. Yeah, now, look, I, the, the Cowboys kick returner whose name is gave me right now, he clearly has special speed. Like, when he Turpin. gets the ball, you can, yeah, you can see that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, it, it's a, absolutely a concern. I think we focus a lot on the punter, but ultimately the, the coverage, I think, has been probably the main issue with this uh, special teams unit through six games. Yeah, absolutely. Ellie, listen, man, we appreciate it. Uh, we'll be talking to you in two weeks. That's, that sounds weird. I'm used to saying next week, but they get the <laughs> bye week, Pittsburgh after that, and we will talk to you after that game. Thanks, Elliot. Heal appreciate up, it. Yeah. Elliot. <laughs> sounds good. Elliot, Elliot, Elliot banged up. Is he all right? No, You're worried about him? Never. Oh, Don't bye. worry. I think the Phillies are giving us plenty to talk about there in the next two weeks. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think, look forward to the next post game. <laughs> we'll be all right. Thanks, Elliot. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Talk to you, now, does Elliot do a staycation? Does he go to an island to recharge? That's a good question. What does he do? I, I don't Greg, we should ask. I think we we leave it to the to the imagination mm-hmm. when it comes to Elliot.